It's the Hats Off Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's me, Mitchell Phillips, back hosting uh, Hogo Pod once again with uh, a new delectable hunk. Who's this guy? I don't barely recognize this fellow over here. Yeah, too bad the audience can't see. Yeah, people don't recognize me. I said I ran into someone at a Mexican restaurant yesterday, and I was like, yo, Mike. And he just did that like, oh, hey, how are you? And then I was like... (laughs) I used to have long hair. He's like, oh, what up, Spencer? <laughs> if, the, if the audience doesn't know, I've had hair to my butt for about six years, and it's gone. Yeah, um, he threw it out of the hole of the tallest tower of the highest castle, and he he climbed his way to freedom, and now he's out here on the streets with a fresh fucking crew cut. What do you think about this? My dad has always hated my long hair, and I've always thought that subconsciously why I have long hair, you know, or why I like it. Okay. But I was thinking about sending... Um, I did not donate it to Locks of Love. My barber told me, uh, he said that's a fucking scam and they sell it. But <laughs> Of course it is, dude. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a beautiful thing. He's like, nah, don't bother. They sell it. So I kept, he, I kept my ponytail and I'm going to mail it to my dad with no, no note or anything. <laughs> He's just going to... You could just take it to the police station. <laughs> they have my boy. <laughs> I just think that'll be funny because it's a funny way to tell him I got a haircut because he'll be happy, but it's going to be creepy that I just send a two foot ponytail to him. You should have kept it, dude. Just just, have, just add it to your wall of creepy memorabilia. Hey, I don't have creepy memorabilia. I still have it. I mean, I can do something with it. Yeah, put it in like a box, like a like a souvenir baseball or something. Well, no, that's what my mom did. My mom had put this- it in a put it in the triangle box where you put like your retired military flag. <laughs> No, my mom fucking did that. When I was a kid, she dated this guy named Lars, and I fucking hated him. And he had a rat tail, and he cut his rat tail off, and my mom put it in a shadow box for him. So he had a framed rat tail at his apartment. It was so fucking gross. (laughs) Fuck you, Lars. And Lars sound like trash. Yeah, my mom's my mom's like is trashy, but that took the that took the cake, dude. I remember when I was in high school, my mom's like, hey, you want this leather jacket? I was like, yeah, this is badass. It, like, fit me perfect. It was, like, a women's large, so it fit me awesome. It's, like, a badass, like, motorcycle jacket. And then um, I was like, where'd you get this? And she's like, well, you know Nathan? I was, like, her ex-boyfriend who sold drugs. (laughs) She's like, oh, yeah. Like, a guy couldn't pay him for meth, so he traded his girlfriend's motorcycle jacket. And I was like, yeah, well, it fits me, so this is all fucking, everything's coming up millhouse on my end. Well, you just out-trashed me. That's trashier. I don't know. We'll, we'll put it to a vote. We'll see. Yeah, I'll put up a, I'll put up a Twitter poll. Um, or you can do, I'll do it on the Instagram story. Follow at Hogopod, follow at uh, Mitchell Phillip, follow at Robot Spencer, and follow at uh, Beam Jeremy, Super Producer Beam Jeremy over at the WeWork station on top of the Capitol Records building. Getting it done. We're over Skype. I'm going to get this thing started with a news update. Oh, well, we got to explain it real quick. Hats off, gloves off. We, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. For we the give new hats co- off to people deserve it. Gloves off to people who deserve it. Yeah. The good can be bad. The bad can be good. We're honest human beings over here. We're living here in the, the, the realm of flesh and blood. You know what I'm saying? So um, we just, um, we, uh, I don't know, give credit to where it's due and try to bring balance to the universe. I think that's a great summation. Um, I agree. What do you got? 
So I have a, I have a news update regarding a story you... Justin, breaking news with Mitchell Phillips. So, uh, long-time listeners, first-time callers might remember this story from a couple months ago, I believe. Um, definitely during COVID, uh, during COVID quarantine. Um, do you remember Gerald, the uh, the mean turkey from Oakland? Oh yeah, yeah, I know Gerald. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, this is like a six-week hunt. To fucking track this guy down. Oh, they got him? Yeah, so they were just letting him roam the streets, but apparently he's been getting aggressive because the streets were more his for, like, five months. Like, nobody was out and about. So he kind of just started fucking marking his turf. And he's, <laughs> he started, you know, kicking gangbangers off their corners, like the wire. And he, uh... They, they had to, like, fucking, uh... What's the word? Like, I was gonna say poach. They had to go, like, hire out, like, a special animal catcher guy. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they brought this dude in. And apparently, he's been, um, there's an inordinate, inordinate amount of, like, attacks on older women. So this, this goddamn dickhead turkey just wandering around Oakland is just attacking frail old women because he sees them as, like, you know what I mean? They're weak. He can smell death, probably. At first, I think this was a hats off. We were, we were uh, commending this turkey, but now we're going, this, this, is, this turkey's a straight-up bird bully. Well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, that's what is disappointing okay. about learning about nature, where you realize, like, Great white sharks, the supposed ultimate predator, they kill like freshly born seals. They're not going, you know, they don't want to kill a mama seal. They'd rather go after a baby. Everyone goes after easy prey, even this fucking turkey. Well, also, there might be something to that. Like, I know um, stripers, striped bass, if you catch anything over like 10, 12 pounds, throw that shit back. That's a hell of a catch. Take a picture for sure. But throw that shit back because the stuff that tastes good are those two to four pounders. Yeah, yeah. You don't want it spoiling on the shelf. I'd rather have veal than lamb, my friend. It's nice also funny tender that your little baby animal. Yeah, oh, definitely. I, I love me some asalbuco. But uh, uh, I was thinking, like, it's kind of shitty that, like, there are so many people out of work right now. It would be cool if, like, the city of Oakland was like, hey, whoever bags this turkey gets a thousand bucks or something. Right? <laughs> what is he paying this guy? But Don't we're, even... like, we're outsourcing it, paying some specialists. He, like, flew in from Wyoming. He's got, uh, like, a tranquilizer dart on, like, one of those, like, thigh holsters, like Tomb Raider. <laughs> But I had no idea that there were a lot of wild turkeys in that area because I was in Vallejo, which is close to Oakland, and yeah. there was a bunch of wild turkeys. It's weird because, like, you'll run in. Like, I work up in Tahunga. I'm 15, 20 minutes from downtown Los Angeles. But, like, it's like a rural, everybody, it's all horse properties. And it's not like bougie either. It's up in the fucking, you know, outskirts, uh, the front porch of Los Angeles, they call it. But there's turkeys, like peacocks, like deer in that area. So it is kind of weird. Um, but I think you just get that in California. Like, Griffith Park has coyotes and, like, a bobcat now for, like, three years. They kind of just, like, well, it hasn't attacked anybody, so we're just kind of kind of let it do its thing. So anyway, the, uh, the one way that this professional uh, animal catcher saw that he could bag this gruesome fucking gobbler was he dressed up like an old woman and feigned it. Oh, my God. It worked? It worked. Oh, I wish it didn't work. God, I wish yeah, that didn't me, work. Me too. So uh, he did like what hunters do, where they like they, yeah, they put, like wo- they put like wolf piss on them. And... Yeah, or like a mock duck when they're duck hunting, they throw like a bunch of wooden ducks in the water, or uh, uh, like how they have they'll have like a deer 
out in a pasture, then you hide like in the tree line with your bow and arrow. Yeah. But this guy did that, but he just did it like he was doing a jackass stunt. He was fucking they dressed him up like an old lady and he just walked around town to this fucking turkey attacked him. And then when the turkey <laughs> thought he had his meal for the day, this dude just turned around. It, you know what it is? It's the equivalent of getting pickpocketed and you grab the guy's wrist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this this turkey just came up went to fucking hit him hard and this dude turned around like he was blade. Like just knocking off the cloak, holding like two swords, and just fucking grab that turkey by the throat. <laughs> so just just an update. That's what we do on on Hogo. We don't just bring you stories, but we bring all uh, all uh, what all following stories related to the topic. So all right. Gerald has been. Gerald. <laughs> no, no, no. He's that is another. I forget. Can't find it now. But they said he's been wreaking havoc for five months. Um. But they say the turkey is now in a wild area upstate. Bullshit. Upstate in a wild area. Which is, like, I'm like, that's literally what, like, parents told their, like, kids when yeah. their dog died. <laughs> so they're, like, like... <laughs> no, no, no. As you lay your ponytail on the, the turkey's casket as they lower it, <laughs> like a military funeral. <laughs> they, um... Yeah, so it's, like, I don't know. I, what I saw it as, like, yeah, they definitely killed this fucking bird. There's there's plenty of turkeys in California. They don't need to save this guy. He's being a dickhead. I mean, you you kill bears when they co- attack humans. You know what I mean? You tag it. But yeah, because it got a taste for human flesh. You got to put it down. The fucking the local governments had to treat the entire society as like retarded four year olds. Where it's like, no, we didn't we didn't kill the turkey. He's living in a farm upstate. <laughs> well, it's cool too because we have covered like how a lot of animals have changed since COVID. Like. You know, we, we've talked about those monkeys a whole bunch. And I know that these, like, pink dolphins in Asia started coming back. They were gone for a while. But um, what's cool, too, is another animal, our friend Finn, who's a hobo, our homeless friend, he told me that I asked him if any, if he had been affected since, like, you know, there's, like, no people aren't putting shit in the dumpsters. And all the rats have been, like, eating his food, which they never did before because there's no, like, there's no food at Cabo Cantina in the dumpster. Yeah. So the rats have been like chewing through his backpack and stuff, trying to get his bread. Well, yeah, because you're cutting. It's the same. They're the monkeys. The rats are the Lotbury monkeys. Where yeah, they're they're not getting fucking bananas anymore, so they're gonna come into town and get some Mountain Dews and fucking Snicker bars. All right. Uh, well, I got a I got a gloves off. Oh, let's hear it. I mean, this is a tale as old as time. It's been get it's been going for a long time, but it's. For, in my opinion, reached a breaking point. Gloves off to celebrities telling me what to do, telling me who to vote oh, for. Bro. I don't give a. F- Every Oscar speech has it. Like this is what you should do. That we're sad about the elephants. Blah blah blah. But shut the fuck up, celebrities. Yeah, you live a there's... cush life. You're dumb. First of all, I also have the opinion that actors are dumb. Dude, there's the one exception. When in the '70s, when Marlon Brando sent that Indian lady to accept his fucking reward. Have you ever seen that? No. So, like, there was, like, something going on with, like, a reservation. And he got the Oscar, but he didn't want to show up. So he sent a Native American woman to just call everybody assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he was, a, he was a freak on his own. Like, he would, like, go to other countries to fuck dudes with big dicks. And he was, he was out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but, no, I'm, I'm 100% on, like, just during COVID, there was, like, four of them. You know what I mean? Well, Which... 
We'd already been inundated with like Katy Perry DoorDash commercials, where she's like, this is my favorite restaurant. And then you look it up, it's like, oh, the place with $32 sandwiches? Of course this is your fucking... Like, what? this isn't a commercial for that place. Nobody watching Hulu at fucking two in the afternoon is going to fucking Brickhouse Backdoor Burlesque Barbecue, you fucking cunt. Backdoor Burlesque Barbecue. It's a, spe- <laughs> okay. it's a speakeasy, and they also have vegan wraps. But they, yeah, they so, go yeah, harder. It's all like those restaurants you have to like walk through a fucking Coke machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm not getting nineteen dollar. If I'm paying that much for like barbecue, it's gonna be served like on a fucking uh, like a cutting board. You know what I mean? And, and gloves off to fucking places that call themselves speakeasies. It's not a speakeasy because <laughs> alcohol is legal. <laughs> it's illegal. Cannot be a speakeasy. The only one that you can call a speakeasy is Kohl's in downtown LA because their speakeasy actually was a speakeasy because they've been around since Prohibition. But it's yeah, like, it's like, oh, you have to go to a phone booth and press in a certain number into the phone and the secret door opens. I mean, I guess it's fun, but call it a secret bar. Don't also, call if, it a speakeasy. Bro, I've been in multiple speakeasies where I've gotten like aggravated, where I found out it was a speakeasy. When, like, this has happened, like, two or three times where I'm in a place and I'm like, okay, show me the big lever. What lever do I pull? And the bar turns into a fucking pool table and the fucking, I don't know, the smoking lounge turns into a goddamn jukebox. Because that, that's what I was told was what a speakeasy was. I need some goddamn cartoon, some Looney Tune theatrics. Because just, you're like, oh, it's in a Chinese restaurant. You open up the freezer and you say, uh, you know... Ching Chong Bing Bong. <laughs> so, well, I wasn't going to say it, but you can, you can go ahead. I mean, you're married in. People know you're not racist. Yeah, but back back to this, like, celebrities tell me what to do. This is worse because of Trump, because one, more people are speaking up. But also, they're doing these, like, they're calling them reunions. Like, they did a West Wing reunion. Oh, yeah. Whole, the whole point of it was just to tell me to vote for Biden. They did a fucking Seinfeld reunion. They're doing one to vote for Trump. I mean, first of all, anyone who says the N-word 85 times on stage, I'm not going to listen to on who to vote for. <laughs> although although they're not including Kramer in the reunion. It's just no. George, Larry David, and Elaine. So Saying the N-word on stage and then getting called out for it and then doubling down, quadrupling down, sextupling down. Like I said it. But, um, but, this, but if Seinfeld's taught me anything, it's that nothing matters in life and it definitely doesn't matter who the president is. So what the fuck is Larry David doing trying to tell me who to vote for? No, fuck Larry, Larry David. I'm mad at, like, Ike Barinholtz going, like, this is the most important election. It's like, bro, you were on two of the worst years of Mad TV, and you've been in a handful of decent movies. Like, sh- I, I don't know who not- that is. Exactly. Ike Barinholtz? It's like, it's like you're not using your platform. You're just a guy. It's like fucking, I don't know, like, uh, what's another good example? Fucking, uh, I don't Rob Corddry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> We're like, bro, I don't give a shit. Like, just be the guy that's funny in four minutes of a movie every two years, and I'm fine. Yeah, I don't care who Andy Dick's voting for. I don't think he's allowed to vote. He's a felon, so maybe no one. But, but all um, of these people is like, I ca- I've been commenting. People are going to think I'm a Trump supporter if they go back in time. If Trump loses and they start hunting us down, they're gonna. I'm, I'm definitely getting rounded up because... They, they're. Uh, I just comment on people. They're like, "Hey, make sh- it's like Madonna. Make sure you get out and vote." And I'm like, "Well, I'm voting for Trump." And then everybody's like, "Well, you don't do that." Where it's like, "Well, it's like I'm just trying to point out your. It's like you don't want me to vote. You want me to vote for your person, but they can't say it. You know what I mean?" They're yeah, like, "Hey, not- get out." 
they don't want to be like they don't want to seem partisan, but they're like, hey, go out, get out and vote for our guys. It's so important to vote. Why is it so important to vote? Yeah. What if I what if I vote against your interest? Is it so important to vote then, you fucking cocksucker? Yeah. Well, stop telling me who to vote for. Stop telling me this is the most important election ever. I would argue this is the least important election I've ever been a part of. And, <laughs> and yeah, like I really don't think this election matters at all. And rest easy, Biden fans. I'm not voting for Trump. Rest easy, Trump fans. I ain't voting for Biden. I'm voting for Bart Simpson or D's nuts. Um, <laughs> no, Bart Vermin Supreme, dude. I'm going to vote for whatever prop for uh, he's dialysis like, patients, and he's I'm like, good. Uh, Vermin Supreme, you got to know him. He's the guy who wears a boot on his head. He's, like, from Vermont, and his no. platform is, like, tell him about the aliens. <laughs> sure. Yeah, anyone who is a flat earther and wants to build their own rocket, I might vote for you. But, uh, yeah, D- D- Seinfeld cannot tell me. At least, like, at least West Wing is, was a political show, so it makes more sense. But Seinfeld people... Jerry's not a part of it, but like I said earlier, Seinfeld taught me that nothing matters. Yeah, because so, Jerry's uh, a Republican. That's the thing. I, I'm pretty sure he's a Porsche guy from Long Island. You know what I mean? I'm, and also just his temperament. It's like um, Adam Sandler is like that too. Which is, if you don't hear anything about his politics, he's probably a Republican. Yeah, that seems to be the way. Yeah, Tim Allen's like the only outspoken one. That guy, Ike Barinholtz. You've seen him. Yeah, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, he's he shows up in a lot of comedies. Yeah, but I just unfollowed him yesterday because I'm like, bro, I, first of all, I'm not going to eat at Chick-fil-A because you told me not to. Like, all hail Ike. Where it's like, bro, nobody gives a shit. Just just be the, be the character no one likes from the Mindy show. Is that okay with you? Is that yeah, okay yeah. with you? Be the you asshole turd? friend of the guy about to get married in the funny movie. It'd be the guy that gets hit with a shovel in season two, episode three of According to Jim, probably. Chick- you Chick-fil-A fucking cocksucker. Chick-fil-A's the best bar because I know so many um I know so many hyper liberals um who are very anti their politics who still I know gay dudes who still eat at Chick-fil-A. So it's like that shows the power of their food. No, yeah, that's that I'm that's the power of the market. That's what I believe in. Is is it, like if a gay dude's eating Chick Fil A, then shut the fuck up. Like, and that's another thing is like, I, they almost took down In and Out because in it people when everybody went after Chick Fil A, remember like ten years ago, um, people started pointing out that In and Out is religious. They put like uh, yeah, they Bible sneak quotes. Bible verses on like the very bottom of a cup. You have to <laughs> look for those Bible verses. Yeah, so it's like it's almost just like reaffirming. We're like, I don't care. I like, go for it. I like a good Christian company. And then you look it up and In-N-Out actually does more for charities than goddamn Toys for Tots or... I oh know, I, I probably... Toys for Tots. I probably picked the one charity that actually does something. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, Locks, locks, locks of, of Love, love Goodwill. Susan G. Komen. Like, I think if you give a dollar to anything for a cure, so it's like Think Cure, Play Cure, like they own like that mark. So if you give a dollar, 10 cents makes it to the charity. Where it's like... And I get there's like a whole thing where like... You need an aggressive CEO, so you need to pay them, you know, market value for a CEO. So it's like, okay, yeah, this nonprofit has a chair, has a CEO for four hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's like, <clears throat> why is only ten cents going to the fucking cancer kids? I yeah, guess to that World Food Program, they got it like they're donating to goddamn Syria and uh, famines, like war struck Armenia and shit recently. And yeah, I was. They're like, well, actually, even on their website, they're like. 
frankly, like only half of this might even make it to the country and it'll probably still get stolen by the warlords and not make it to the people. And I'm like, well, then what the fuck am I here for? Yeah, everyone's just trying to sell shit. Hyundai has a, a really bad commercial where it's like basically the person who owns a Hyundai is driving their kid home who from the hospital who has cancer. And it's like, you know, loving cancer kids. That's what makes a Hyundai a Hyundai. We donate money. For every, we, we donate money from every car sold. And then I read the fine print on the bottom of the screen and they donate $12 per car. It's like you're selling a $30,000 car and you're giving 12 bucks to these cancer kids. Fuck off, Hyundai. You're you're not relevant. That's like Grubhub does that, where it's like, would you like to round up to the next dollar and donate it to Grubhub community programs? It's like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Yeah, your delivery fee is nineteen dollars. Why don't you take care of donating to kids? Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking flabbergasting. That's where like I'm getting frustrated. I think it's like Prop Twenty Two now. It's like the Uber drivers. So like, if you like, if you're Uber or Lyft or like deliver yeah. food, like Seamless, all those people. They're trying to make them like full-time jobs legally. You have to give them like benefits and like this and that. I'm like, no, that's that defeats the whole purpose. It's like a gig economy. People don't want to work. It's an in-between job. It's a night job. You know what I mean? You if you don't have to talk to a boss ever, not once, then it's not a real job. And it ain't a job, dude. (laughs) It ain't a job. Go get yourself a GOB. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's that's it. What do you got? That was we, no, we were I'm passionate about that one. We we're Dude, quite fuck passionate. celebrities, and I think that's something the whole world can get on board because it's been it's been working up to this over the past few years. Where people are like, "Oh, you and your like," I remember it started like 15 years ago. I remember being on like junior high and people going like, "Oh, it's an award show. It's millionaires giving other millionaires statues. Who cares?" And then you're like, "Oh shit, they've got like an eighth of the ratings they did 10 years ago." And then now it's like they're getting political, where it's like. They're just, they, I don't know, they've kind of just exposed that they live in this weird bullshit bubble. Like Meryl Streep, she's like, well, if you don't have actors, you're just going to have football players and and cage fighters. And everybody's like, yeah, those things, those things all get higher ratings than your fucking movies. More people buy MMA fights than saw Julia Child flick starring Meryl Streep. In that realm, I don't need fucking, I don't want uh, any... Any athletes tell me who to vote for either. Anyone who's dedicated their entire life to throwing a football, don't Aaron Rodgers, shut the fuck up. Don't tell me who to vote for. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tito Ortiz, don't tell me who to vote for. I know you want me to vote for Trump, but shut the fuck up. No, it's yeah. It's like, bro, you're going to show me how to shoot a single leg? I'm all for it. You're an all-American wrestler, UFC champ. If you're going to show me how to shoot a single leg or a fucking... Fuck, even a fake wrestling move. Show me a figure four leg lock. Yeah, you, know? you want to you tell me what to do on fourth and four uh, with the game on the line? I'm all ears, bub. Dude, imagine I'm at the driving range and, this, and I'm just hitting golf balls and this guy comes in and he's like, oh, I noticed you're pulling your head and uh, come in into out. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I hit a good one. He goes, see, you should vote for Biden. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with your entire skill set? You crazy cocksucker. <laughs> Yeah, so oh. we're saying here, don't vote. Vote for some props. Vote for the propositions. Vote for Gary Johnson. He's the libertarian candidate from the last election. <laughs> <laughs> vote for the for the kid from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, vote for a fucking, what's his name? Brock something. The pedophile. Yeah, the pedophile. From the first kid. He is a pedophile libertarian. Vote for him. The pedatarian. All right, you ready for this one? No. <laughs> oh, dude, gloves don't do off. it. Do a different one. I'm not ready. Y'all ready for this? Gloves off. 
Hats off to you, sir. What? What? Been a bit of an overcorrection there. So, um, I got a spotlight this mom from Florida. Um, she popped up in the news because she's on a, um, I think it's TLC or AMC, one of those networks. Um, Bravo, maybe. It's a show called Smothered. Okay, never heard of it. Yeah. It's like Is most it about program. overbearing mothers? Yep. Yeah, all right. It's uh, small s, mothered. Smothered. So this is a story about a 55-year-old woman from Florida who, since she was five, has been showering her 19-year-old daughter. Oh, no. Look at the... Do you remember that guy who used to come to Marty's, the Serbian guy? His mom bathed him until he was 18, too. No, that's... that's first of all, don't trust... Are you talking about Mike Dick? Uh, he had a lot of names, yeah. Don't sure. trust that guy. Don't don't book that guy. I'm fully willing to hurt his career. I usually don't do, like talk shit about comics, but <laughs> he's the dude, old guy. He, he literally has pedophile scars. What is like, that? Well, I can figure that out. Pedophile scars. I've never most, heard the term. He's Serbian, but in most third world countries, if you touch a child, they slash your face because the cops aren't going to handle it. They slash your face. They mark you. They do the same thing like in prison. Sure. Yeah, they yeah, slash okay. you as a kid toucher. You're a fucking chomo, fool. You're fucking chomo, chomo yeah. fool. They slash your face, and then I guess he's known Marty for like 30 years, and Marty's like, no, he got in a car accident. I'm like, did you ever know him before the car accident, or did he come to this country? Oh, he got in a car accident in Serbia, and it only affected his face. He doesn't walk with a limp. He's got no scars anywhere else on his body. So I remember asking him, and I'm like, oh, so they just sliced your face up? He didn't know I was Albanian, and I'm like... Like, oh, so you never fucking, I don't know, fondled somebody's daughter or sister? He's like, whoa, what, whoa, whoa. And then he started calling me Palestinian. He said, Albanians are really from Palestine. I was like, man, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, he's uh, the worst. He's the fucking worst. But, uh, yeah, he, um, he got bathed by his mother until a very late age. That's weird. That's weird, dude. Anyway, <laughs> um, Jensen Beach. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, Jensen Beach, Florida. So she's been doing it since she's five, and then they ask the daughter, and she's just like, no, it's actually kind of comforting. You know, I wake up in the morning, I get my stretches out. You have those, like, real stretch out where you do, you do like, the vibrating like, shake, have a nice morning, and then you go wake up your mom so she can bathe you, dude. So the she's also, she's like a, uh, what's her name? Uh, Hulk Hogan's wife. Real, like, North Florida, like, weird Tampa trash. Okay. You know what I mean? Blonde, big fake tits, bunch of plastic surgery in the face, um, big crazy fucking Flojo nails. <laughs> and then, um, so this this bitch is nineteen. She just doesn't know how to bathe herself. She's the gloves off on both of them. Is she mentally retarded? No. I mean, as mentally retarded as like you know, a Florida person is. Yeah, a nineteen year old in Florida, like an attractive nineteen year old girl in Florida, is like a. That's, I think that's a fair metric for retardation. Um, yeah, so she just, they just get in the shower together. Her mom fucking soaps her up, cleans her back, which is like I, I work manual labor, and I've never had to clean my back. I clean my chest, but that's because that's where I spread the soap from, and then I send it everywhere else, you know? Sure, yeah. I think that's an old Dennis Miller joke, actually. It's like, why does everybody have such a, a dirty chest? Like, it's probably the cleanest part of your body, but everybody starts the soap there. 
But uh, yeah, this she just steps in. Her mom fucking scrubs her down with a loofah. She rinses off and then she dips, and then her mom showers herself. That is that is fucked up. Because the one thing I I've never had it, but I think I might like it. At a I've never even I've never had a massage, whether it's legitimate or illegitimate. Oh, I'm not yeah. ashamed. You know, if I got a jerk, if I went to a jerk off <laughs> massage. I talk about it, but I do know that at massage places, there's something called a table shower where you lay down and they just like scrub the shit out of your body and get all like slough off all the dead skin. I feel like that would be uh, relaxing to have uh, an imprisoned Asian woman wash you. There's a Nuru massage, which is like, I know it's a porn category, but it's like an actual thing where you have to to, like buy the underwear. I, I tried Nuru in real life, and it, I did not have all the proper equipment, and it did not work well. Because you, <laughs> yeah, you, you need, like, an inflatable pool. So I just bought the gel on Amazon and tried to do, like, a less sloppy version, and it was not fun. That gel was all sticky and nasty. I didn't like it. No, but I don't actually don't know if it's called Nuru, but, like, um, you just do that where they just start out. They just cover your whole body in the fucking oil. And then she, like, gets on her elbow, like, at your, like, ankle and just, like, fucking lays on her weight. All the way up to like your pelvis. She just does that like twenty times, but she covers your whole fucking body, and it's actually not too shabby. Yeah, I uh, think it might be nice just to be bathed by someone, not your mother, you know. But uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm I, as somebody who just found out that you've never had a massage. Go get a massage, you know. Where do I go? Uh, Everyone anywhere. says that, and then no one has a suggestion for me. Dude, just Google massage. Yeah, but I they vary. I've heard that they vary. Greatly. Well, you're also yeah, you're also in Hollywood, so. Dude, I'm well, at the point where I get. Ups- I, drive, I drive to Garden Grove. I'd go to Asian Town. I'd go to dude, where the Vietnamese. People dude, you're are. right next to like Koreatown. Yeah, I want to. Let's. I want to do that one where you like hang out all day. Where it's like you watch a baseball game. You sit in a hot tub. Like yeah, they you have, have like a, cigars. They have a bar. And- they have a bar and a restaurant there. I want to go to that one. Um, I drove by it yesterday actually in Koreatown. Some of those spots, like uh, some of them, are just straight up public, but some of them are like. Um, like straight up, no non-Koreans. Like they'll fuck you up, um, or they'll just be like, "No, no, get out of here." Or yeah, we're full today. Or they pretend not to speak English, shit like that. But um, no, yeah, I've been to a Russian spa like that where you just like chill in a sauna for like twenty minutes and like smoke cigars, and then as you're leaving, they like beat the shit out of you with like a branch with like a special like eucalyptus or something, and then uh, and then you go sit in a jacuzzi, and then they massage you, and then you like sit in a mud pit. But the whole time you're just chatting with the boys. It's fucking great. Yeah, I want to do that. We should do that. Um, I'm down. But anyway, this this fucking dumb old bat. Um, and it's it's weird because she doesn't like fucking change her socks for her either. You know what I mean? It's just like this weird. Like. I don't know. They say it's a spiritual connection, which I'm like, no, it's not. You're literally just fucking each other up. You're fucking your daughter up and your daughter is enabling you. For this weird fucked up behavior. And whoever marries her daughter. Is going to have. You know what it is? It's like akin to like Munchausen syndrome. Like those moms that like poison their kids. Just so they can have like attention of taking care of them. Just so they can like feel needed. Yeah. And I mean I don't. Yeah. Her daughter. Because her daughter's going to be fucked up mentally for life. She's not going to be able to marry somebody. If your mom showers you dude. You're not going to be able to marry somebody. Yeah, and there's a line. Like, one move that not a lot of women in my life have done, but the few who have done it, I remember forever, is when you're done fucking, and then they just go get a hot washcloth and wipe your dick down. That is such a class move for a girl to do. 
Um, but then I've, I did that on a girl one time, like trying to reciprocate. And it felt like I was cleaning a baby's diaper and I was just disgusted and never wanted to do it again. But I like I'm, when they do that to me. I'm the opposite, dude. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm the, I'll, I'll savor it for like two seconds post. You know what I mean? You kind of just like, you give that big exhale, but then it's like, oh shit, where's the towel? And I, I'm the scrambler. I've never been treated to a hot towel. Oh, it's great. Ask, ask your chick to do it. Just, just fucking run a washcloth under hot water and then wipe your dick down while you slay in bed after sex. It's it's, it's class move. Yeah, I've only but, had, I mean, I've I mean, only I like my apartment, but this place was built in like the 70s. I mean, it takes like three minutes to get hot water over here. Ah, yeah, that might not be worth it then. Maybe just run the kettle. You know Come over I mean? to my place. Come to my We're place. S- Fuck your girl and then have her do it. <laughs> I got We're hot water pretty quick. We're switching positions. Go turn the kettle on. Um, oh, so that's it. You guys are fucking losers. God bless Florida. You know the deal. Um, what do you got? I got a hats off. Oh, a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. This started as a gloves off because I had envisioned it wrong. I envisioned it like the entire headstone was filled with this. But this guy. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this guy came up with the idea. He put a QR code on his on his headstone, which I was like, at first I thought, boo, fuck that. And the picture was a headstone with the whole QR, but he just has it small on the bottom. And he was a journalist. So when people go to his go to his grave, they scan the code and it links to all these cool articles he's written. Yeah, that's so, kind of badass. I was actually, I'm actually for that, I guess. So the idea, like, I, could, I would link, like, if I died, I'd link our podcast, and I'd be dead, but everyone could still listen to us on iTunes. Rate, you know, rate, give us, uh, subscribe. Well, also, it brings in the youth. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, you're just going to visit your fucking uncle who died in a car crash six years ago, and you're like, why does this headstone have a QR code? So they fucking open up their phone, and they scan it. I'm like, whoa, this is the best podcast of all time? That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you could make like, I mean, I guess a lot of people haven't haven't done enough for a QR code, but you could like before you die, write a little bio about yourself, go to, you know, make pay, go to GoDaddy and make a website. Just no. Yeah, dude, post a YouTube video. Just be like, hey, how's it going? This is what I'm about. You know what I mean? Um, you ever see that video of the Irish guy? He like pre-recorded an audio oh, message. Our, our, our producer wants to put a link to his Pornhub favorite videos. He's a pervert. Oh, this scumbag. That's disgusting. <laughs> just, uh, it's like a, how, like, um, I follow a couple, like, directors on Instagram, and they always put out, like, their, their movie playlist on, like, an app or, like, a Spotify, like, soundtrack. But you just, people just walk by your grave, and they're like, this is the stuff I repeat beat off to. <laughs> they, you know? Because there is, like, I mean, you're constantly perusing, but there are those, like... There's like those five or six videos that you you return to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I haven't watched this one in like a year. It pops back up. Yeah, or the ones you try to find. There's one. It was the first like this. This VHS tape was passed around my junior high. Like everyone got a week with it. And it was called All the Girls Are Butt Slammers. And <laughs> I've, I've never I've never been able to find that in the Internet age. But I I got a lot of joy out of that. It was an all there's, lesbian. There's porn. one that if I had in high school, which I cumulatively have searched like multiple days, like hours on hours on multiple occasions, trying to find like clips of it or something. But it's this tape I had in the fucking mid aughts where there was like a guy who looked like Justin Long, uh, one of the guys who looks like Lars Ulrich. Um, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. But it's just like, uh, it's almost nostalgic. I can almost get a n- nostalgic rub out to it. A yeah, VHS that's how I feel about too. all the girls are butt slammers. I could, I could nostalgia jerk it off. There's a few of those. Um, cherry Cheeks is one that if I saw, I probably wouldn't be attracted to it, but I could probably get one out for old time's sake. You know, it really pissed me off when I was in junior high. My dad found a porn tape I had and took it away from me. And then, like, three weeks later, I found it in his, it was in his VCR in his bedroom TV. So my dad didn't, my dad was like, that's wrong. You can't jerk off to it. And then he jerked off to it. What do you expect, man? Uh, I remember when I was a kid, we found. In our rafters in our garage, we just found like the boxes of like five, four or five porno tapes. And we just went, okay, so they're here somewhere. Like my stepdad was just clearly like just ditching the boxes. But I was like, just throw them away. You know what I mean? But we were just like, okay, there's five boxes here. We're going to be able to find one of these tapes. But me and all my brothers, we wouldn't say it out loud, but we like simultaneously had the same thoughts where we're like, Okay, we all just like looked at each other like, oh, oh that's so crazy. It's just empty boxes. But we all subconsciously knew. <laughs> and you're like, there's five tapes spreading throughout the house. There's a map on the back of the declaration. We need to find these <laughs> fucking tapes. Did you find them? No. Ah, oh, shit. We found, we found one like a year later. Um, I got in trouble because I brought it to school. But I, uh, we had one of those old wooden like console TVs. And it was in... Uh, it was behind the TV, like the back, like the particle board came off, and yeah. it was like it was like tucked in the back of the tube. Um, yeah, that one got me suspended. That's that's the <laughs> that's the tape that got me put in the fucking. Just please do your homework class with the retards on the outskirts of school. Uh, seventh grade. Man, I didn't know you were in special ed. Not special ed. I was in the. Um, no wonder you're so smart. Bro, I'll tell you what. In seventh grade, I I got lenient punishment for trying to light the bathroom on fire because it was the third incident and mine was like the least bad. <laughs> One was a kid trying to light another kid on fire. One was a kid um, threatening a teacher with a lighter. So when they were like, oh, he was just like burning toilet paper in the bathroom. They let me off because it was the third fire incident that year. <laughs> Man, fucking... School, yes. I remember our high school school bathroom, like everyone would uh, rip the doors off the stall, which seems so dumb to me because it's like you're going to have diarrhea one day and you're going to yep. wish there was a door. Yep. But they would always knock the soap dispenser off the wall. So I remember the school like put a put a cage around the soap dispenser. So then people just started lighting it on fire. And it was like, <laughs> no matter what you do, these these kids are going to evolve. The cage, the cage is not going to do much. We didn't do any of that. Um, we used to, um, in the cafeteria, we had a good bathroom because it was like an L. You had to go through, like, the bathroom came out, and then there was, like, a weird walkway to get out. It, like, zigzagged. Um, so if somebody was taking a shit, we'd shut off the lights on our way out. And then, like, the kid's mom got fucking super mad, and, like, they ended up installing, like, those pl- clear plastic boxes with, like, the keyhole on them on, like, all the light switches for the bathrooms. And I remember go like like should I go talk to administration? Like it's only that one bathroom because the exit's weird. We don't just shut off the lights on people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would do that in elementary school. I used to always do that. I would bring a screwdriver to school and I would unplug the the where the light. It wasn't a light switch because there's a bathroom, but I just would um, 
unscrew the plate and short out the short out the light switch in the bathroom because <laughs> I'd always do that to my friends while they were peeing and I kept evolving because they like they first it was like it was flathead screws then they changed it to Phillips and I brought my Phillips and then they did Allen wrench screws and I'm like oh I got a multi-tool baby I can I can do this I can get an and Allen. then someone told on me because in class we we're playing duck duck goose because I was it was elementary school and all the all a bunch of screws. Bring a my, screwdriver to elementary school. My al, no, the Allen wrench and screws fell out of my pocket. So this kid knew that it was me, and then he told on me. Oh fucking punk, dude! You know, opposite whatever a shout out, whatever the opposite of shout out is, Frankie, the kid in the leather jacket from Vista San Gabriel, nineteen ninety eight. Go fuck yourself, Frankie. That kid was a snitch. He he fucking picked his nose, and he was a fucking tattletale. Him yes. and. Uh, Katrina Rhodes. Katrina Rhodes to Hatchby High School, class of 2010. Suck my dick, you snitch. Yeah, this guy, his name was uh, his name was Ryan Hansen. And the best thing he ever did, he loved basketball, but he was fat and he sucked at basketball. And we had sports teams in our, our, in our elementary school. And he tried out for the basketball team and didn't make it. And so Man. he wrote this long speech and spoke it in front of the whole class about how sports is about, like, <laughs> How about sports is about uniting people and it shouldn't matter how good you are and he should be on the team and he started crying during the speech oh and they my God. and they and they still never let him on the team never That's let him on the team dork dude That's not what sports are about sports are about working hard and becoming good enough to compete you dumbass Yeah exactly it's about persevering It's about like the reason I got good is because <clears throat> the kids that were good it, let's say, like, at baseball, when I was 12, they were good on the small field with 60-foot bases and a 45-foot mound. You know what I mean? And they did, so they didn't try to get better, whereas I wanted their spot, so I worked harder. And then you moved up to 90-foot bases, and these fucking assholes are st- you're like, that's not a bomb anymore, bro. That's a pop fly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Complacency, man. Yeah, you got to keep hard gotta keep working so uh yeah i guess that's it i just yeah that's kind of a cool idea to put qr codes and link link whatever you want there's maybe yeah. your amazon yeah. wish list whatever you know but just a story i'd write like a cool story about myself you might you got me thinking i might just get qr codes printed up i gotta figure out what for now i'm putting the cart before the horse but i'm thinking of because um yeah, just put up stickers. Just QR codes everywhere. People are bound to fucking scan it. That might be some guerrilla marketing. Yeah. I'll just link link to the pod, get the QR printed, get like 200 of those. And just slap them all over. Yeah. I'm running out of Me and Keenan have those fuck the poor stickers made. Yeah, those are cool. Uh, I, I only got like three of those left, so... I don't know. I, I've always liked stickers. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I have a... I have a cell phone case that I want to put stickers on really badly, but I don't have any cool ones anymore. Now I'm thinking about my funeral. Like, what would I put on my headstone? What should it link to? (laughs) (laughs) What do I want to link to, dude? It's never too early to plan for your demise. What is that, Oscar Wilde? Yeah, it is. All right, what what do you got? You got anything else? Sorry, I'm watching the fucking baseball game. Um, Go Dodgers. Go Dodgers. In case you're interested. Five one two outs though we're fine. Um, okay, so this one's a great one out of Shawnee County, um, in the vicinity of Topeka. I'm assuming because to- it was Topeka 
ABC Nine News that covered it. So, so at this th- is uh, Kansas. Oh correct. yeah, this is yeah, this is a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. And also, hats off to uh, 80s and 90s movies for letting me know where places are. You know what I mean? Without John Hughes, I would never know where, like, Wichita was or if that was even a real place, you know? Topeka, uh, uh, I don't know, rural parts of, like, Illinois. I think Wichita is the most central part of the United States. Like, it is truly the middle of the country. Hmm. And there's still nothing going on. Yeah, nothing. (laughs) So so apparently at 3.30 in the morning, the police received a call to a deli. Um, What are we talking? Italian, Jewish? I don't know. They just say deli, but it says Petro Deli. So... I'm assuming it's just like a gas station where they have like a, a one-off sandwich shop. You know, like a Love's or a Flying J that has like a Blimpies or a Subway inside? Yeah, yeah, but this yeah. One's... You know what? It might actually be that, but they didn't want to mention the chain. But it just says deli. It might be just like a one-off sandwich place. You know what I mean? Like a, a real mom-and-pop Jersey Mike's type of joint. Um, but 3.30 a.m. So it has to be like a truck stop or something. Kansas, they're not exactly few and far between. So... 3.30 a.m., the cops come because this kid's wreaking havoc in this deli, knocking items off the shelf. So, yeah, this makes me think it's like a love station or like a Flying J. Um, the police showed up, and apparently the teen had covered himself in ranch dressing and continued to damage property. So they don't say whether he brought the ranch dressing with him or he did it in the shop. That was part of his vandalism, was stealing the ranch dressing and spreading it on his body. That's really gross. It's awful. But hats off to this kid for living his best life. Because he's 17, apparently. Um, After that, the teen ran outside the deli and jumped into a near-running vehicle and crashed it into a pillar. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I don't want to chalk this up to quarantine because crazy things happen. But usually these, these these, these, these Floridies, these stories come out of Florida. Or Ohio or Michigan. And you can go back and listen to every episode of the podcast. That's where these stories usually come from. Maybe northwest fucking Illinois, Indiana. But so this kid, can you imagine being a cop just showing up? And you're like, well, we have to take careful, you know, blue lives matter, yada, yada. And uh, you're like, well, let's, you know what I mean? Like the news is watching right now. This is a bad year for us. Let's take it easy. And you walk in, it's just a 17-year-old white dickhead just has covered himself in a ranch, and he's clearly just obliterated on something. And he tried to drive afterwards. Imagine just, like, this, how slippery the steering wheel was. Also, and... bad journalism, because they don't say whether it was his car. They just said a near-running car, a near-running vehicle, rather, and crashed into a pillar. So I'd, I'd like to imagine it's like a truck stop. He was in the subway harassing people. Cops show up, so he runs down into the convenience store section, covers himself in ranch dressing, Escapes out the fucking where you pay for gas entrance, jumps in the nearest goddamn Corolla and just plows into a pole. Yeah, it was probably hard to drive being that slippery because, I mean, ranches, mayonnaise, milk and seasoning. So that's slippery. (laughs) So bad. Is it mayonnaise? Yeah, mayonnaise is the base 
Like if you if you like go buy like a hidden ranch packet and make mayonnaise at home, yeah. You put you put one cup of mayonnaise, one cup of milk, and the powder. So yeah, mayonnaise is milk, milk, Ugh. mayonnaise, or ranch is milk, mayonnaise, and seasoning. That's what it is, and it is good. I mean, I, mayonnaise, mayonnaise makes always, things uh, taste good. I always got the packets you just mix with the sour cream. That's dip. That's ranch dip. That's ranch, ranch dip. Ranch dressing is Oh, different. that's ranch dip. I'm such an idiot. Same powder, different steps. Oh, man. You got me craving some ruffles and French onion right now, though. Oh, I'm down. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's about it. Gloves off. Or, sorry, hats off. <laughs> hats off for being a fucking maniac. And, man, he would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for all that slippery all right. mayonnaise. I'm drinking 6.2s, so you have to excuse my nip slips and my, my tongue slips. But, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. It just makes me miss being a kid, you know? Yeah. I like, mean, that's I, a story I wish I had, because I have similar stories. I never, like, covered myself in ranch and, like, you know what I mean? But those are the stories you enjoy telling 10, 12 years later, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. I, I mean, that guy's going to be telling that story for his whole life. He might even... When he dies, his friends he can, are. It's like you are not going to believe what happened to Gary back in he, high school. But when he dies, he can link the new story with the QR code on his headstone, <laughs> and it'll be remembered forever. Full circle. All right, dude. Call I'm back. out of topics. I'm out of topics. Yeah, I just got one more, and it's not really. It's very quick. But um, hats off. Hats off to you, sir. That, this is something that when it came out, I think the whole world knew it was going to be an absolute failure. <laughs> and it was fun to watch because they put so much money into it. But QB is done. Quibi? Quibi, yeah. And if you, didn't know, if you don't know what Quibi is, it was just like a Netflix, but all the shows were really, really short. That was all it was. No, no. What it was was one of the ex-CEOs of NBC got fired. And he said, he, and he's just like all these stupid fucking media, I don't know, Hollywood, big tech, fucking douchebag assholes who's like, well, see, the problem is attention spans, and everything's about YouTube. YouTube, because they see Joe Rogan gets more hits than all news organizations combined. So, like, it's about YouTube. Forgetting that Joe Rogan's podcast is like averages seven and a half hours. <laughs> There's like, it's a, it's a problem with people just attention span. It's not the quality of your stupid content, you fucking assholes. Yeah, podcasts it's, proved that we have attention spans. We have attention spans. The the explosion in my generation. Of NPR fan shit, where people are still going like, oh, I fucking hate this shit. But like, the amount of people I talk to that it's like, I thought, like, there's a lot of weird shit I do where it's like, I know a lot of music because my mom, you know, and there's like a lot of weird things. But like, I always thought like NPR was one of those things. But it turns out tons of people my age love Prairie Home Companion because it is actually interesting. Or, you know what I mean? Or, yeah, uh, I think in, in my opinion, Terry Gross is goddamn. Air, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Fresh air on NPR. Terry Gross is the greatest interviewer I've ever heard in my entire life. For some, everybody's still connected to this idea that like my generation has an awful attention span, but or even generations below me. But it's like, oh, that's why a documentary is twelve episodes now instead of one two-hour movie. You know what yeah, I mean? We're, we're going to watch it's, twelve hours of this fucking murder, so we got yeah, the attention span. You just got to make it interesting. Exactly. And this stupid NBC executive teamed up with somebody else. I forget. Somebody else deplorable. I remember looking into it and being like, oh, I'm just against Quibi philosophically all around. Well, and just spent so much fucking money. I mean, because they, they did very high It wasn't their stuff. money. It wasn't their uh, money. They, you get an, 
all of this shit. It's Hollywood black money. They get investors. People write it off. It's, oh, it came from the blacks? <laughs> yes, it's from the African-American community, this Quibi. So, I don't know. It just doesn't... This book guy basically came in and he's like, it's some 60-year-old fucking Jewish bald guy who's been in Hollywood for 45 years. And he's like, see, what the kids want is that... It's like, you don't know what the fucking kids want. You just made a bad product. Like, we're going to dump movie-quality shit into things that are seven seconds. Don't you wish Silence of the Lambs and Shawshank the Redemption... Shawshank the Redemption. <laughs> Don't you wish Shawshank Redemption you saw in four-minute increments over the course of nine weeks? It's like, no, you stupid cocksucker. Just make something good. And what pisses me off is what went on Quibi was actually some good stuff. They brought back Reno 911, one of my favorite shows of all time. That Reno show was hilarious. They brought it back on Quibi. So it's like, now I can't even watch my one of my favorite shows of all time because you brought it back on this bullshit platform because, because you knew you, the original format of this show worked, but you're not going to bring it back in its original format. You're going to bring it back in fucking YouTube clips. It should be a YouTube show. A fucking... Yeah, or they did, they did that the with greatest that. game with like one of the fucking uh, Hemsworth kids and fucking Christoph Waltz. They remade... The most dangerous game. One of the most classic stories of all time. This rich guy wants to hunt people. And they've had a good take on it from what I hear. But I don't want to watch it in four to six minute fucking clips, bro. I want to see yeah. a goddamn movie. And now it's going to go away so no one can watch it. It was like when they made that that comedy version of Netflix and all these good comedians made specials. So? Yeah, and then it went belly up and it's like, cool, now I can't watch any of the comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And NBC owns that too. I'm just, yeah, I'm very glad QB. I mean, what it lasts like four months. Good and fucking fuck, good. Fuck Quibi. Fuck Quibi. That should be the motto of this podcast. <laughs> fuck Quibi. We're getting people to listen to an hour plus a goddamn week. Yeah, we. You guys, our our audience is smart. We know you have good attention spans. You guys would never do Quibi. Shout out to those seven guys in India. Those fucking four guys in France. Two guys in Norway, I hear. Um, oh hell yeah, that's my country, baby. Bro, you got your hair cut. You could, bro, you could disappear into Sweden like that. That's my plan. Home run. <laughs> that's my plan. All right, well, all that's right, well, all I got, baby. That's 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 the fucking pod, dude. That was good. I liked this episode. That was fun. I liked it. Um, I'm gonna go back to watching the Dodgers and have my last beer, um, and then I'll drunk drive to go get more. Hell yeah! I, I haven't had my fill. Was that another one? Solo home. You know what my problem with the Dodgers is fucking, not just the postseason was okay. This fucking World Series, have they hit a single RBI homer? Uh, they've got, I think, I think one, there's one. It's all solo homer. shots. Yeah, which that's is, okay. I'm fine when, when they're up five to one, hit a solo shot. Fucking by all means, bud, but. Well, Muncie got that home run in the last series. Or a grand slam, I mean. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, go Dodgers. Thank you, fans. We yeah, love you. Off, hats off to the Dodgers, because this is... I mean, I've been a Dodger fan my whole life, and this is the year I have the most hope for. Because, like, years past, when they went up against the Phillies, like, 10 years ago, when there's that, like, two or three years, at the, then, like, two years ago, it's always like you have, like, a hint of doubt. But this year, I think, is their fucking year, and it's blowing this, my mind. This year feels good. These are the least stressful games I've watched. Usually... Ever. Usually it's like they have a lead, then they go to their bullpen, and I'm just terrified. And I want them to win it just so, fucking, uh, just so they keep fucking Big Poppy on his manager, just so Roberts can become like a Joe Torre because I think he deserves it. Because it's like 
Bro, they... <laughs> if you're in the World Series every year, but other people win, you are the best team. You know what I mean? They beat also, you, but also, the teams that beat you aren't in the World Series. You know what I mean? You, you go to the World Series time and time again, but the team that beat you last year isn't in the World Series. You are the best team. You know what I mean? Well, and they talk shit, but the Dodgers have only lost to World Series winners. They lost in the first round last year to the team that won the World Series. Then they yeah. lost to Boston, who won the World Series. And they lost to Texas, who won the World Series. So, uh, yeah, go whoa, Blue. Whoa, 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 whoa. Texas or Houston, Houston, my friend? And Houston did what? A little trash can patent? Little cheating, little cheating. Our producer says baseball is boring, but that's because he doesn't like America. Yeah, he hates America, America's pastime, America's... Uh, he, our producer, he hates sex. Oh. I was talking to him, and he was like, it's icky. And I was like... <laughs> God damn it. I have to salute. You can't out-America me. Um, that's it, guys. Go follow at Hogopod, please. I love you. Um, and at Hogopod on Instagram, that's where you can reach us. Um, I'm on there all the time, so any comments, corrections, suggestions, or good old-fashioned hate mail, um, that's what we put up some good content. I try my best. I got some cooking videos. I got some me like driving around. I think could they catch me for that? Is that illegal? They're like, hey, you were clearly driving while filming this. Like well, a girl, a girl got a DUI that way. She was drunk driving on Periscope, and then one of the Periscope viewers called the cops and were like, hey, <laughs> this drunk bitch is uh, going to kill somebody. Um, well, I'm sober while I'm doing I'm just coming back from the golf course, but I'm just giving out content, dude. But um, follow at Mitchell Phillip. That's my personal. At, uh, at Robot Spencer. And at Beam Jeremy. But most importantly, that's at Hogopod. We need our followers up. I mean, our engagement is sick. Amongst the amount of followers we have versus the amount of people I communicate with is great. Shout out to what's her, Cindy, <laughs> world's number one Hogo fan. She's number one fan. She's got a fuck it. She's beating out those twelve guys in Pakistan and those seven guys in fucking Spain. Yeah, Cindy and Carson, we love you. We love you guys. Thanks for being loyal listeners and thanks for engaging. Um, we'll see you next week. <laughs>